Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonabello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exzoneradiotv.com or www.xzonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. The subject for today's show is the other Bermuda Triangles. Before we start getting into details, let's just briefly talk about psychic insight and how we apply it. We choose a subject and research it, and based on that research, we determine what we think needs to be explained by creating a series of questions. Then Justina provides psychic insight to answer those questions. The psychic insight is narrated towards the end of the show. Accepting the psychic insight is a question of individual belief. Now let's go through the disclaimers. Here are the disclaimers. Neither of us claim to have any expertise in any subjects that we discuss. Relate information we find through research and the psychic insight. We are always delighted to hear from the listeners. The show only lasts an hour. We don't have the time to present exhaustive research on any topic. This means that there will be information that we miss. We want to provide a basis for the psychic insight. We don't care if a theory turns out too good to be true, as the show name suggests. We are only interested in finding out more of the truth about topics. Spirit can only relate insight that is appropriate for our time in history. Free will cannot be affected. Only comments that are appropriate for our time can be given through the psychic insight. Much of the subject matter in shows may already have been covered many times in other media. We want to look into subjects in a new, different way and be thought-provoking. We are not so good with pronouncing names, we apologize and neither of us have any particular knowledge of geography, history, or paranormal behavior. If we have misstated anything, we apologize. Some time ago, we recorded a show about the Bermuda Triangle. Allegedly, magnetic anomalies 
water spouts and huge eruptions of methane gas from the ocean floor can happen there. But apparently there are thought to be other dangerous places on Earth. So what and where are the other Bermuda Triangles? Each one along with the Bermuda Triangle is described as a vial vortex. Wikipedia provides a description, quote, a vial vortex is any of 12 purported particular geographic areas arranged in a pattern around the Earth. The term was coined by Ivan T. Sanderson, who catalogued them as the sites of unexplained disappearances and other mysterious phenomena, unquote. That makes a total of 12, and that number keeps popping up. But to claim that there are other Bermuda Triangle-like regions is to assume that disappearances and events are abnormal in the Bermuda Triangle. Wikipedia is rather sceptical about the subject of the Bermuda, Tri Bermuda Triangle. Paul Begg, as mentioned in the following quote, is a writer known for his books on Jack the Ripper. Quote, Paul Begg, in a series of articles from for the Unexplained magazine, criticized the method method methodology of writers on the subject of unexplained disappearances. He checked original records of the alleged incidents. Often he found the ships which were claimed to have mysteriously disappeared actually had a mundane reason for their loss. For instance, Ray Fuku Maru. Some were lost in storms, although the Vortex writers would claim that the weather was fine at the time. In other cases, location of losses were changed to fit the location of the Vortex. Sometimes no record was found that the ship had ever existed. Unquote. In 1925, the Japanese freighter Rafuku Muro Maru was an alleged victim of the Bermuda Triangle, sinking after apparently sending out a strange SOS message. Danger like dagger now, come quick. Ivan T. Anderson must have believed in the Bermuda Triangle, but what was his background? He was a graduate of Cambridge University, England, with a BA in zoology and MA degrees in botany and ethnology. He was a pioneer of cryptozoological investigation, actually originating the term cryptozoology in 1947. He was first as a scientist to treat Bigfoot as a serious subject. Sanderson founded the Society for the Investigation of the Unexplained, SITU, to delve into, the, into areas of no interest for traditional scientists. At the Smithsonian Institution's request in 1968, he and a colleague examined the infamous Minnesota Iceman, which is believed to be a faked Neanderthal, Bigfoot, or primitive human creature, allegedly found, in, found frozen in ice in Siberia. The ice one is now on exhibit in a museum in Austin, Texas. Where are the vile vortices located? The Paranormal Encyclopedia website explains the reasoning behind their location. Quote, Tennis Sanderson's vile vortices are located in the Earth's tropical climates. Five of them fall within the Tropic of Cancer and the other five within the Tropic of Capricorn. The remaining two vile vortices are located at the North and South Poles. Together, the vile vortices form the vertices of a, an icosahedron, a 20-phase polyhedron. Sanderson theorized that hot and cold air and sea currents cross these, crossing these lozenge-shaped areas might create the electromagnetic anomalies responsible for the disappearances of planes and seagoing vessels and the reported mechanical and instrument malfunctions in these areas, unquote. There is some thought that these locations may be associated with ley lines, which lie ancient sites in a grid across the Earth's surface. Why don't you list them, with of course the exception of the Bermuda Triangle? Wikipedia lists the other 11 locations as follows. The Algerian megaliths in North Africa, Indus Valley in Pakistan, Devil's Sea south of Japan, Hamakulia volcano east of Hawaii, South Atlantic anomaly east of Rio de Janeiro, Great Zimbabwe Mines and Structures, Wharton Basin, Loyalty Islands, Easter Island Megaliths, North Pole and South Pole. Why don't you start going through the list? Starting with the Algerian Megalith ruins located south of Timbuktu in the Republic of Mali, the Cryptic Chronicles podcast, podcast website describes the ruins or monoliths. Quote, the ancient monoliths are a burial ground in northwest Africa located in the Sahara Desert. They were created by the Zing Empire, a civilization shrouded in mystery and legend, existing in the area long before recorded history. There is very little information on these ancient people because they existed 15,000 years ago. Impossible for people to build something requiring such advanced engineering skills. What we do know is planes fly over the vile vortex often vanish. 
Many believe that this is a curse from the dead that dwell there. This being a vile vortex, the unexplained phenomena go far beyond mere disappearances. Electronics don't work correctly, compasses spin in circles, and many who visit the location find it to have an aura of darkness about it, causing people to feel an ever-present anxiety. In the past, people who journeyed into this area of the Sahara Desert and didn't return were, were said to be the victims of supernatural jinn. The desolate places of the earth being, being the main home of these entities. Disrespecting or messing around with any of the monolithic burial grounds is rumoured to bring back, to bring lifelong bad luck and early death, unquote. The jinn are a supposed race of supernatural cave-dwelling hermits that can produce powerful hallucinations inside the minds of humans. An interesting question would be whether scheduled flights actually avoid the area. Moving on to the Indus Valley in Pakistan, the city most associated with the area is Mohenjo-Daro, which is a subject all unto itself. The Visit Cryptoville website provides a description. Quote, In approximately 2600 to 2500 BC, the people of the Indus Valley began to build one of the earliest known civilizations of the Bronze Age in northwest Pakistan, known today as Mohenjo-Daro. The remains we see today show that it was a very advanced city for its time, and the level of engineering and urban planning used in its construction is amazing. Scientists say that the city prospered until around 1900 to 1500 BC, when it was abandoned. The scientists think that the surrounding rivers may have shifted, resulting in a need to evacuate the area. Others believe they were destroyed by Indo-European migrants from Iran, known as the Aryans. The city was rediscovered in 1911 and named Mohenjo-Daro from the local Sindhi language. Translated, it means Mound of the Dead. The site was excavated until 1965 when work had to cease because the water table of the Indus River was rising and the subsequent salt residue threatened the ruins. Scientists think they excavated about a third of what's there." Unquote. So far, there has been nothing like the Bermuda Triangle in terms of the unexplained. But the Devil's Seas seems like a likely name for a region that could be like the Bermuda Triangle. But Wikipedia suggests there is nothing more to the Devil's Sea than its name. Quote, the Devil's Sea is also known as the Dragon's Triangle and the Pacific Bermuda Triangle. It is a, it's a region of the Pacific south of Tokyo. The Devil's Sea is sometimes considered a paranormal location, though the veracity of these claims has been questioned. Unquote. So what is so devilish about the Dragon's Triangle? Let's start with Kublai Khan, the Mongol warlord. He had already conquered China and then set his sights on Japan. The all that is interesting website takes us back to the 13th century. Quote, Kublai Khan never saw it coming, but two storms in 1281 supposedly protected Japan from the co being conquered by Mongol hordes. The Japanese legend says, says that kamikaze or divine winds called upon by the emperor of Japan sang sank a fleet of 900 Mongol ships carrying 40,000 soldiers. The fleet left from mainland China and was supposed to meet a southern fleet of 100,000 troops to overwhelm Japanese defenders. Instead, Kublai Khan's forces fought to a stalemate after 50 days and the Japanese repelled the invaders. When, Khan, Khan, <coughs> excuse me, when Khan's forces retreated with many soldiers deserted, the article continues. Recent scientific studies show that a typhoon wiped out Khan's northern fleet before it entered Japanese waters. The invasion centered on Kyushu, the southernmost of Japan's major islands, and the western edge of what is known as the Dragon, Dragon's Triangle, Devil's Triangle, or the Devil's Sea, unquote. The Emperor of Japan successfully calling on the weather to help the defenders appears like a story made up after the fact. I think we're going to have to go into the break, Justina. Yes, we'll continue after the short break, and you're listening to Too Good to Be True with Justina Marsh and Pete Marsh on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xcbn.net. Thank you. 
It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by Shaman Worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, Sonny Boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, Sonny Boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Shamanic healing is the key to personal empowerment. Why? All four levels of our being, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, must be addressed for us to enjoy balanced, healthy, abundant lives. Yet there are few provisions for spiritual or energetic healing. Shamanism, found at the root of all cultures, is a very effective spiritual healing modality. To find quality shamanic healing you can trust, regardless of where you live, look no further than find your Path Home Long Distance Shamanic Healing Program. All Path Home Long Distance Healing Practitioners have been trained and certified through Path Home Shamanic Heart School. Change your life. Live abundantly. Schedule a long distance shamanic healing session with Gwilda Wiecka or one of her quality practitioners today at findyourpathhome.com. to be true and before the break we're discussing the other Bermuda triangles and specifically we're discussing the story of the emperor of Japan possibly calling on paranormal forces to help save Japan so dad can you please continue yes the invasion force that departed from Korea and China had a total of more than 4,000 ships carrying 140,000 troops with weapons that included exploding arrows and grenades Apparently, most of the ships were flat-bombed and more suited to the navigation of rivers rather than the open seas. Was that the only possibly strange incident that occurred in that region? The All That Is, West, All that is Interesting article also includes later events. Quote, the legend of the Dragon's Triangle continued into the 1800s. Sailors supposedly saw a lady sailing a ship in the Devil's Sea. A ship looked like a traditional Japanese vessel for burning incense. No one found the origin of the ship of white dog Japanese sailors for years. In 1944, a Japanese pilot had a weird experience in the midst of heavy combat against U.S. forces. Oshiaki Lang claims that he, he, that he caught sight of a huge sea monster as he traversed the Devil's Sea during a, an aerial battle. He said the serpent-like monster swam through the waters quickly and held its head aloft. The serpent had two huge triangular wings and helped it navigate through the churning waters. The creature was supposedly about 150 feet long, unquote. Were there disappearances of shipping as claimed for the Bermuda Triangle? The same article continues with a strange story, quote, Then in 1952, the Japanese sent a vessel into the Dragon's Triangle 
to investigate disappearance of ships near the Bonin Islands, also also known as the Ogasawa Islands. They form the southeastern tip of the triangle. The ship, Kayu Maru, number five, with a crew of 31, was dispatched by Japan's hydrographic office to check on the area surrounding the Bonin Islands. It sank on September the 24th, 1952, with all hands lost. At first, scientists offered no explanation as to why the ship suddenly vanished. The legend of the Devil's Sea continued to gain prominence. Japanese authorities quarantined the area to ship traffic. It turns out that an underwater volcano exploded just as the research vessel reached the site. The water became too hot, lost its buoyancy, and the ship sank suddenly. The crew never had a chance to escape. The area remained quarantined to ship traffic for decades following the sinking. The article continues. Author Charles Burlitz claimed in a book published in 1989 that as many as 700 people lost their lives in the Devil's Sea between 1952 and 1954. In 1995, author Larry Kush rebutted Burlitz by saying that deep sea fishing is a risky business. Whether underwater volcanoes or volcanoes and simply not paying attention at sea can lead to danger and death, unquote. Part of Charles Berlitz's claims was that the 700 lost souls were aboard five military ships rather than deep sea fishing vessels. It's time to move on to the Hamakula uh, volcano east of Hawaii. The website Vera Luck includes the following quote, quote, to be clear, this particular vortex is said to be off the coast of Hawaii and is the site of a ship and plane is, is the site of ship and plane disappearances. However, the source of its power is often said to be the volcano at Hamakulia. What's more, the locals as well as scientists who have watched the volcano tell stories that may lend some credence to that belief. For one, locals say that strange lights can sometimes be seen around the volcano and have for a very long time. The volcano is also particularly active because it's right along the ring of fire. Scientists also say that the area around the volcano is prone to piezomagnetic effects, which means that magnetization of rocks and strange electrical energy could be flowing through the region. So it could be that planes and ships find that this interferes with their navigation equipment. Unquote. That sounds really weird, but it would be great to have more convincing evidence. It would be great if the scientists that were mentioned identified weren't identified along with the sources of their data. Perhaps some conventional physics might be more dependable. The South Atlantic anomaly is associated with the Van Allen belt as described by the NASA website. Quote, the Earth is surrounded by a pair of concentric donut-shaped clouds called the Van Allen radiation belts, which, like a magnetic bottle, store and trap charged particles from the solar wind. They're aligned with the magnetic axis of the Earth, which is tilted by 11 degrees from the rotation axis of the Earth and are not symmetrically placed with respect to the Earth's surface. Although the inner surface is 1,200 to 1,300 kilometers from the Earth's surface on one side of the Earth, on the other they dip down to 200 to 800 kilometers. Above, above South America, about 200 to 300 kilometers off the coast of Brazil and extending over much of South America, the nearby portion of Allen Belt forms what is called the South Atlantic Anomaly. Satellites and other spacecraft passing through this region of space actually enter, enter the Van Allen radiation belt and are bombarded by protons exceeding energies of 10 million electron volts at a rate of 300, sorry, a rate of 3,000 hits per square centimeter per second. This can produce glitches in astronomical data, problems with the operation of onboard electronic systems and premature aging computer detector and other spacecraft components, unquote. In 2009, Air France Flight 447 crashed into the Atlantic off the Brazilian coast with the calls thought to be due to the icing up of the pitot tubes that measure airspeed, which was apparently not an isolated incident for the type of aircraft. However, the lack of any distress call or mayday remains unexplained. Some physics is a nice change from the alleged paranormal. What can you say about the Great Zimbabwe Mines and Structures? I think we'll have to skip the Great Zimbabwe mines and structures in the interest of time, except they were abruptly abandoned. Let's move on to the Wharton Basin. I've never heard of the Wharton Basin. 
it came up in the news in 2014 as the assumed final destination of the missing Malaysian Airlines Flight 370. Wharton Basin is a marine area of the northeast quarter of the Indian Ocean to the west of Australia. I can't believe that it's only been five years since the plane went missing. The Loyalty Islands are next, and I've never heard of those either. The Loyalty Islands are off the west coast of Australia, west of the larger island of New Caledonia. This is an area associated with the Hebrides Trench, but I couldn't find any reference to alleged paranormal activity in the area, except for the Vera Luck website. Quote, the Loyalty Islands reside off the east coast of Australia, above New Zealand, by our ways. Sailors have long reported strange and violently changing currents in the area, as well as strange whirlpools and vortices of water. This can make for some pretty nasty sailing conditions, and many ships have been lost navigating the region. Moreover, scientists discovered in 2012 that a nearby island, long established on maps and weather charts, seems to have completely vanished. Well, that just leaves us with Easter Island and the two poles. Previously, we recorded a, sh a show on Easter Island, with most of the content being anthropology and the stone statues of the Maui. We didn't include anything like a vile vortex. I couldn't find anything new on the subject, maybe having the runway on Easter Island extended for possible space shuttle emergency landings and then deciding it was not to be used for that purpose might be the only odd event. But shipping and planes in that remote area of the Pacific do not seem to disappear. That just leaves the North and South Poles. The Vera Luck website describes the North Pole in the context of the VAR vortex. Quote, it has always been known that things get a little wonky around the poles and that if you stand right on, on one of your compass, if you stand right on one, your compass will spin. But could there be something paranormal going on? Sanderson thought yes, and someone who might agree with him is Captain jo Sir John Franklin. In 1845, an expedition for the North Pole left from England in search of the North Pole. They never made it. All 129 men were lost, and, and few traces were found of them until over 150 years later. We now know there, were, there was lots of death, cold, and eventually cannibalism. Whether they were stopped in their tracks by weather or something more sinister, is something we may never know, unquote. Finally, the South Pole, carefully governed by international treaty. Again, this is a quote from the Vera Luck website, quote, Antarctica now has a population of around 4,000 people, most of whom are researchers. Even still, this abundance of scientific professionals is yet to yield any concrete explanations for some of the region's strange happenings. Some people believe that there are believe there are ancient civilizations hidden under the area around the South Pole, as evidenced by, mysterious rock by a mysterious rock formation that could be a pyramid." Unquote. Generally, some of the sources seem to be vague and far-fetched in their content, possibly because in the remote areas there are very few people to observe strange behavior. But even with limited and perhaps questionable background, it's time for the first question. What prompted Ivan T. Sanderson to catalogue 12 geographic areas, arranging a pattern around the Earth as the sites of unexplained disappearances and other mysterious phenomena? Basically the intuition. So there was some guidance to look into this more, and just the lingering feeling that it needed to be studied in, in further detail. Why did Ivan T. Sanderson term the 12 areas which include the Bermuda Triangle, the vile vortices? Basically, again, because of intuition. So you could say he was getting some assistance in the process. Why has the number 12 popped up again? Again, a very spiritual number. So 12 is a very, again, even number, and it provided a big enough sample size where it could show a trend. So it's not just a number like 3 where it's very tiny, but it's also not a crazy large number where it could just be something all over. So it's a very unique number, and you will see this pattern where 12 is a very, you can say, even number. But we'll have to continue after the short break, and you're listening to Too Good To Be True with Justina Marsh and Pete Marsh on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xcbn.net.
Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exone Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Welcome back to Too Good to Be True. And before the break, we're going through the questions and psychic insight about the other Bermuda Triangles. Dad, can you please continue with the questions? In 1925 in the Bermuda Triangle, why did the Japanese freighter Reifuku Muro apparently send out the strange SOS message, danger like dagger now, come quick? Basically, they saw something coming towards them. So they were in a state of shock and needed help as soon as possible. What caused the Reifuku Maru to sink? That was the object that came towards them, so it smashed into them. Can you say anything about the object? It was from the earth, yes, but it was something you could say like a piece of land that shouldn't have been at that place. So you can think of it as kind of like an iceberg, but instead of made out of land, where it shouldn't have been moving to begin with. What prompted Ivan T. Sanderson, highly educated in conventional biological sciences, to blaze a trail in a cryptozoological investigation, originating the term cryptozoology? He had some of his own experiences, and also it was, you could say, in his path. So this combination led him towards there, where he wanted to spread awareness. And again, in science, new ideas, new theories, new discoveries are made all the time. So just because something seems a little different doesn't always mean that it is not true. Why was he one of the first in the scientific community to treat Bigfoot as a serious phenomenon? He really believed in the sightings and that there was some evidence present. So he went and studied the evidence and concluded that no other animal or even humans could leave the footprints and other evidence that was found. So his conclusion was drawn by himself that there is something else living out there that most people call Bigfoot. Why was the Minnesota Iceman put together? Basically, it is to cause fear and as a scare tactic. So in a way, it was just created so that people would get more of a thrill experience and some people get excited by that type of thing. So it is completely fake? Yes, for Minnesota, yes. What motivated Sanderson to found the Society for the Investigation of the Unexplained, SITU, to delve into phenomena disregarded by traditional scientists? Basically, to bring different scientists together that were interested in the more unknown and more paranormal worlds, so to create where people could be open and honest about ideas without judgment. 
Was Ivan T. Sanderson correct in his theory that hot and cold air plus sea currents crossing the valve vortices could create the electromagnetic anomalies responsible for the disappearances of planes and seagoing vessels, as well as mechanical and instrument malfunctions? There is a possibility, but again, the magnetic field has to be coming from somewhere. So you also have to think about how the Earth is involved directly. So that theory is partially correct. Yes, that the circumstances are right, but there also has to be more to it. So the magnetic field is one, even present, and two, is strong enough to destroy aircraft and boats, etc. Are these valve vortices locations associated with ley lines which align ancient sites in a grid across the Earth's surface? Yes. Moving on to the Zing Empire from 15,000 years ago, why did it create the monoliths that are known are now known as the Algerian megalithic ruins located south of Timbuktu? Basically as a kind of tribute. So they built them, you could say, honoring a group of people that they interacted with. So it's kind of, you could say, even an altar in a way. Was the location barren desert 15,000 years ago? For the most part, yes. What can you say about the Zing Empire and its people, including their advanced engineering skills? That they were very inclined with themselves. So they were very spiritual and very advanced for their kind in the time period. And that they really followed any help they could get and really valued ideas. So their technology was coming from not only them, but also their spiritual and more religious ideas, you could say. Is it true that in the area of the Algerian megalithic ruins, Electronics don't work correctly and compasses spin in circles. There are some certain places, yes, where the magnetic fields that naturally exist are disturbed. Do the jinn, a supposed rare race of supernatural cave-dwelling hermits that can produce powerful hallucinations inside the minds of humans, actually exist? Not exactly, no. There are still some cave-dwelling creatures yet to be discovered but their effects aren't so supernatural. But if you do get stung or pricked by one of these creatures, you could have some very strange effects, such as hallucinating. But again, this is a discovery that needs further research. Would such creatures inhabit the Algerian megalithic ruins or areas close to them? That could be said, yes. Is it true that planes that fly over the area often vanish? Yes. Do scheduled flights avoid the area? Yes. Changing subject to the city of Mohenjo-Daro, located in now modern-day Pakistan, how advanced in terms of engineering and urban planning was the city around 4,500 years ago? Very advanced. It would be even something that could be compared to urban planning of today, where everything had a place, everything was built just so. And the urban planners made sure that every little detail was covered. So they wanted to make sure people was included and that it was an exclusive place, but also that it was ready for more people to move there eventually so it also could be expanded. Who possessed the engineering skills to create the city of Mohenjo-Daro? The people at the time were very intelligent and they actually based a lot of their ideas on the environment around them. So they studied different plant life, animals, etc., and based the more cohesive inversion of these animals and put that into their city. Was the city prosperous before being abandoned around 1900 to 1500 BC? Yes, very. Was the city abandoned because surrounding rivers shifted or was invaded by the Arans, or was the city the site of an atomic explosion? There were multiple different issues, so other groups of people did try to invade us, but there was also at the time just a lot of changes. So a lot of the changes in rulers, the people, etc., where they decided it was best to have newer starts and move to other areas. What is there to suggest that the area where Mohenjo-Daro is situated is actually a vile vortex? Basically, there's this, there's the interesting concept of even the physical land there. So if you go there energetic-wise, something feels off in even different technologies. Just, you can use the word different for a simple form. So many believe that this land, or even this complex when built, wasn't created here, but was created somewhere else and brought here. 
changing subject to the Devil's Sea being on the opposite side of the planet, does it have any connection to the Bermuda Triangle? The only connection is, again, the full connection of being one, but no direct connection. Why was Kublai Khan, the Mongol warlord, intent on conquering Japan to further extend his empire? Basically, he was greedy, so he wanted anything and everything. Was there a supernatural influence when two storms in the year 1281 supposedly protected Japan from being conquered by the Mongols? There is a spiritual aspect, yes. So in a way, represents the power of prayer and the spirituality of the people present. Did the kamikaze or divine winds called upon by the Emperor of Japan sink Khan's northern fleet of 900 Mongol ships carrying 40,000 soldiers? Yes, he did have extra help, so there was a more supernatural aspect of it. So were the, were, was that the prayers of the people of Japan at work? That could be said, yes. Their spirituality is very heightened, especially back then, where taking a group of people, putting them together with the same idea, caused this dramatic effect. Would the flat-bottom boats that were more suited to navigate along rivers have difficulties in any type of foul weather in the open sea? Not exactly, no. It would be very, very bad weather. But the boats, for the most part, had to go through some very hard conditions on rivers also. So Kublai Khan would not have been aware of any risk to his fleet's ships? Correct. Did any of these events have anything to do with the with being in the area of the Devil's Sea? That could be said, yes. Was there any interaction between the prayers of the people of Japan and the Earth's magnetic field? The Earth helped in a way, yes, so there is an interaction, you could say. In the 1800s in the Devil's Sea, was there a vessel sailed by a lady that looked like a traditional Japanese sailing ship used for burning incense? Yes. Was the origin of the ship ever found? Was it physically real? It was an imprint, so it was the energy left behind. So at one point it was real, yes, but it was the imprint of a real event. Why did sighting the ship apparently trouble Japanese sailors for years? It was different for them, and spiritual-wise, usually if there's some type of imprint, it actually can show that there's some type of more tragic or horrific event coming. So it's unsettled a lot of people seeing this energy and seeing this. In 1944, did a Japanese pilot called Oshiaki Lang, in the midst of heavy combat with U.S. forces, see a 150-foot-long serpent-like monster with a large triangular wings? That was an unknown creature, yes. Did the sighting in 1944 have any connection with Chinese legends dating back to 1000 BC that claim that a giant dragon inhabits the Devil's Sea? So this is where it gets difficult since, yes, there's a legend and there are the, you could call them myths, that the dragon exists. But we'll have to continue with the answer to this question after this short break. And you're listening to Too Good to Be True with Justina Marsh and Pete Marsh on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar's sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. 
Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide 15 exclusive channels like Exxon, Sci Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Memorable dynamic presentations are a not so secret weapon in the business world. Do you have a powerful message that must be shared, but you haven't found a way to deliver that message? Do you want to be known as a top public speaker who gets amazing results? Are you ready to create and deliver your powerful message? Thomas Hides can help you create and deliver your speech to get the results you desire. Visit iconquality.com. Did you expect your business to flourish, but instead it plateaued or didn't get off the ground yet? Would you like to achieve massive goals and discover new sources of income within your business? When you're ready to experience that type of success with fast results, Cindy Hendricks is the business coach for you. Her work with entrepreneurs and business owners has been life-changing. To get you and your business where you want to be, go to imaginemoresuccess.com. Has the fear of public speaking stalled your business or personal life? What would you give to develop and maintain supreme confidence? Have an invaluable private program to always perform at your best. Imagine how you would feel. You can have all that and so much more today with Thomas Hyde's life-changing course called Number One Fear Unleashed. Visit NumberOneFear.com and be liberated from your fear of public speaking. Welcome back to Too Good to Be True. And before the break, we are going through the questions and psychic insight about the other Bermuda Triangles. And we are in the middle of an answer to a question. So, Dad, can you please repeat the question? Did the sighting in 1944 have any connection with Chinese legends dating back to 1000 BC that claim that a giant dragon inhabits the Devil's Sea? So this is where it gets difficult since, yes, there's the legend and there are the, you could call the myths that the dragon exists. However, in this case, I actually just saw a whale. So the whale was actually just very large. And when you're looking at the whale underwater, it doesn't always look just like a whale. It can be very different looking. So the Japanese pilot just saw a whale? Yes. On September 24th, 1952, did the Kayo Maru number no. 5 with a crew of 31 on a way to the area of the Bonin Island sink following an underwater volcanic explosion? Yes. Was the area quarantined to ship traffic for decades after the sinking? Correct. 
Was there anything unnatural associated with the sinking of the Cayo Moro number five? No, it was just natural processes. As reported by author Charles Burlitz, did as many as 700 people lose their lives aboard five military ships in the Devil's Sea between 1952 and 1954? Or were the ships actually fishing vessels? His information is correct, yes. So they were actually military vessels? Yes. Changing subject to the Hamakulea volcano east of Hawaii, is that part of a vortex? Is is that part of a vortex that that is the site of ship and plane disappearances? Yes, there have been quite a few. Do strange lights sometimes appear around the volcano at Hamakulea? Yes. Is the area around the volcano prone to piezomagnetic effects, resulting in magnetization of rocks and strange flows of electrical energy? perhaps interfering with navigational equipment. Yes, that's correct. Why are these dangerous areas in the world not better known? The unfortunate part is that humans don't always believe in these areas. So again, it goes back to that science does not know that magnetic fields exist, does know that the Earth has its magnetic fields, and knows how powerful magnets can be, especially versus metal, and obviously that's what aircraft and bolts are made out of these days. But again, humans think that they're smarter than these areas and that they can be conquered anyway. So it's this kind of battle with ego where humans think they're crafty and don't think that the earth can have these powerful effects. But again, it can go back to natural disasters. If the earth wants to destroy something, even if it's made out of the strongest material, it can and it will. Changing subject to the South Atlantic anomaly. Why would the natural phenomena of the Van Allen radiation belt be associated with supernatural behavior? Since it's very odd for most of the planet, so the behavior is not similar to really any other place, so it's difficult for a lot of people to comprehend it's possible. Why does the crash of Air France Flight 447 appear to be the only well-known reported disaster in the area? Again, media decides what they want to report and what they don't want to report. So it is really whatever was increased in popularity. So for Flight 447, was the icing up of the pitot tubes the cause of the crash? No. Why didn't the crew of Flight 447 send out a distress call or mayday? They didn't get time. Is there more you can say about Flight 447? There's a lot more to it, so it's something that needs to be brought up even more, and is related to something here on the Earth. There is an explanation, so there's just more to be discovered. Are there any particular disasters other than Flight 447 associated with the South Atlantic anomaly? There have been other aircraft that have went down, but for the most part, they have been more private craft. Changing subject to the Wharton Basin, why would the location as of our vortex be associated with the presumed final destination of missing Malaysian Airlines Flight 370? Basically, because how mysterious it is in general. So again, it's something that scientists just don't know much about. Is there any unexplained activity associated with the Wharton Basin? Yes, yeah, strange lights, strange noises, and weird weather occurrences. Changing subject to the Loyalty Islands, are violently changing currents seen in the area, as well as strange whirlpools and vortices of water? Yes. Is there any, any truth in the vague statement that many ships have been lost navigating in lost navigating the region? Yes, many have. Did scientists discover in 2012 that a nearby island, long established on maps and weather charts, seems to have completely vanished? Yes. Was this a natural event? Natural is a very difficult word to say yes or no to, but it's something that was on the timeline of what needed to occur, yes. So the Earth was involved, but the island did have to go somewhere. So the island still exists, just not where it used to be. Used to be. Changing subject to Easter Island as a vortex, why do there appear to be no unnatural events reported for that area? Basically, it's just calmer, so with less magnetic activity, there's just not as many weird occurrences. Did extending the Easter Island Airport runway for possible space shuttle emergency landings and then deciding it was not to be used for that purpose have anything to do with the vortex? 
No, it was just because it's not the smartest idea to, in those situations, land a special craft on an island that they do not know too much about. So it's actually more reasonable to land it where there's more technology and more people standing by. Changing subject to the North and South Poles, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be expected that a compass needle would spin at the magnetic north? You could say that, yes. Did the 1845 North Pole expedition led by Captain Sir John Franklin with all 129 lost become a disaster due to natural or supernatural causes? It was a combination of both. So there were some strange events, but there were also the nature of the weather and not being prepared for the elements. Was a vile vortex involved in the disaster? Not exactly, no. There were just some strange occurrences that occurred so it could be said that something or someone didn't want them to finish the expedition. In Antarctica, with so few human inhabitants, could strange happenings occur without any observation that they were happening? You could say that, yes. So strange happenings occur in Antarctica, but with limited human awareness? Yes, and again, with not many people, it's hard for anyone to really see it or report it. Why would some believe that there could be the remains of ancient civilizations hidden under the Antarctic ice? Basically, since the Earth is still very different, and that's well known, so there are possibilities that Antarctica at one point was a landmass and not the ice that is known today. So there's a high possibility that humans could have inhabited it and had ancient civilizations. With a vast number of rock formations on the planet, would at least some of them, including one or more in Antarctica, Antarctica, resemble a pyramid? Yes. So a pyramid in Antarctica could just be a coincidence? It could be, yes, but that needs to be studied more to see if there's a possibility that it's man-made. How could these strange occurrences occur on Earth with so little known about them? Humans are still at a point where technology is advancing, yes, but it always could advance even more. And with unknown occurrences or unknown places, sometimes you have to refer back to some more, you could say, old school technology. So not just studying with the computers of today, but looking at it more in how people would study it thousands of years ago. So making sure to use old resources and bringing in all different minds since technology can even be destroyed at these places. What can we learn from Ivan T. Sanderson's catalogue of 12 geographical areas, including the Bermuda Triangle? that he termed the Vyavortices. Basically, that it's very important to follow your intuition, so that without him following his intuition, these would not be mapped, and scientists couldn't come together and discuss unexplained. So he really put it out in public that just because something isn't fully understood doesn't mean that someone should be ridiculed or laughed at or not believed. And that's very difficult for scientists. Scientists are at a point where they need to speak out rather than just staying quiet. And this comes from following your intuition and having confidence in yourself. That was the last answer. Was Ivan T. Anderson's intuition too good to be true? That depends on what you are prepared to believe. Well, I was a little bit surprised. I, I wasn't expecting so much um, alleged uh, paranormal activity. Yeah, I think what I'm surprised about is that there's so many places on Earth that we just don't know much about. And, I mean, these are some examples, but there's so many examples out there where these areas really haven't been studied. And from the view of physics, there seems to be a lot more that could be studied, too. Yeah, Flight 447 intrigued me. Uh, I remember it going down. It was very, very sad, of course. Um, but the pitot tubes for airspeed measurement are kind of established technology so I wonder why there would suddenly be a disaster with something that was fairly common and well pretty common I believe in in aircraft well on that note let me mention our Facebook page and our Instagram page and our Facebook page is at too good to be true with our first T spelled T-W-O or Instagram page at T-W-O-G-T-B-T. You can reach us on there if you have any comments about today's show. If you even want to be a guest on our show in the future, if you contact us on there with a short bio. And we would love to hear from all the listeners. And as always, thank you so much to listeners. And we look forward to next week's show. <laughs>